0: Welcome to the Writer's Jihad. In Islam, jihad means the struggle for peace, the greatest of which is within ourselves. For most writers, we imagine that once we make it, we'll be at peace, but that's not true. The top professionals find peace as elusive as anyone else. The Writer's Jihad is a podcast series of interviews with writers at different points in their careers talking about the struggle for peace in their industry. Every award-winning professional began as an unpublished amateur, We all start at the same place, we all face the same struggles, and we shouldn't hide those struggles behind the mystique of the craft, nor the glamour of success. If we can help each other, we should. So today, I'm with Jason Gillings. Hello, Jason. Ah, Hi. Uh, Jason is uh, a friend of mine and Luke's that we've known for... Uh, what twenty five years? Yeah, something like that. Something ridiculous like that. Uh, Jason yeah. was part of the theatre group that Luke and I were a part of, and of course, in Luke's episode, he mentioned that he and Jason uh, write together. Uh, Jason,
1: yes, yes, we we probably started writing yeah, together around about that time, actually. So yeah, twenty odd years ago, dear yeah. lord,
2: yeah, <laughs> that's a long time ago. Um,
1: yes, we wrote a couple of one act plays together. Uh, and then we went on to write some other bits and pieces, mm-hmm. some little sketches and various other things.
0: Mm-hmm. I've acted and, yeah. in a lot of things that you and Luke have written together. Sorry, say again? I've acted in a lot of things that you, you have, that the two of you yes, have written together. Uh, which is quite that funny. Is correct. <laughs> so uh, t- tell the listeners a bit more about yourself.
1: Um, well, as you say, my name's Jason. Uh, I have been sort of writing on and off since I was a young whippersnapper. Yes. Probably got, really got into it in my, like, very early teens, I think. Mm. That was probably the real genesis of it all. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, most of my writing, I would say, has been done with Luke, at mm. least most of what I would consider my successful writing. Sure. Uh, and now I write website content for a living.
2: Yeah. For... and very little else <laughs> uh, for a called the yeah, extras
0: and also you are the drummer of the band Le- the Ca- calaveras right the calaveras yes i am that is very true i have yes. trouble pronouncing that word calaveras calaveras, calaveras. okay uh yeah, yeah I that's... don't try and put an accent on it because
1: <laughs> that would probably go bad
0: <laughs> that's uh that's jason's band um which uh, i'm sure yes. people can listen to there must be Yes, there we're on Spotify. Ah, there we go. And I believe other places as well. Jason is Oh, iTunes. You 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 are the drummer and you write the lyrics or some of the lyrics? Some of the lyrics, yes. Hmm. You know it's funny you say that your successful writing you uh did with Luke. I remember. I remember mm. back in the Harvey. So that's oh, um, secondary school or high school yeah. for the Americans. Um the you, I remember you were writing a fantasy novel
1: oh my god yes and i
0: remember reading (laughs) it some of it uh and i remember being impressed with how well you wrote the choreography of scenes it was very vivid Um, yeah yeah uh so i know i don't know what ever happened to that story like all things in your teenage years i guess you started you thought it was really great at the time and now of course you've matured enough to realize it was not very good, but yeah, pretty much that. Yeah, I, I do remember, I do remember, although I can't remember the the writing itself, but I do remember being impressed by it.
1: Um, yeah, I would say that, um, as you say, like choreography, seems probably my strong suit. Um, yeah. Me and Luke at one point were writing a book together. Oh, that's right, you um, yeah, yeah, right. and the, the sort of in joke between us was that. He would hand the keyboard over to me whenever it was descriptive, and the minute dialogue was important, I'd hand it back to him. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. Because yeah, he was far better at dialogue than I was. Mine always sounded quite stilted and unnatural.
0: You know that that does that does ring a bit of a bell actually. Mm-hmm. But um, but then I, I also remember the you know you the two of you writing these wonderful little one act plays together that were very silly and yes. just just sort of a wonderful like. Thirty-minute Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh,
1: like uh, a, our first play that we wrote together. Yeah. The the theory behind it was, if we just cram it full of jokes, yeah, they will laugh as just a reaction, yeah. And by the time they realise the joke wasn't very good, the next one will have landed and they'll be laughing again. Yeah,
0: it's the um, it's, yeah. it's the airplane model. You know, stack them low. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stack them exactly high, that. sell them low. That's it. Stack them high, sell them low. Um, yeah, I remember watching that play. Um, apparently, I gave you guys the title for it, and I don't remember this being true. But the, the, uh, you, you get the subtitle, the subtitle. is Goodie. Yeah, Jungle Wars, Safari So Goodie. I don't remember. Yes. I I genuinely, I remember saying what a great title that was Like years <laughs> yeah. later, and Luke said, yeah. you came up with that, Bass. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. That,
1: that, that subtitle was the only argument we had during writing that. Really? Yeah, I didn't want to.
2: Oh well, I apologize. I it was
1: far too punny.
0: I apologize.
1: <laughs> no, it's fine. You convinced me otherwise; that he was correct.
0: Uh, but I remember watching that play because that was a year where I w- we had this little uh, one act uh, play festival that we did every <clears throat> spring is in our mm-hmm. theater group, and um, every year you know we would all be a part of it. But that year I wasn't a part of it. I was just in the audience, and I remember watching it. And your play just. There wasn't any competition that year. Like, you <laughs> you guys were funny. People really loved the play and enjoyed the 20 minutes, the 30, 20 minutes, however long it was. Everyone else, all the other plays, people were like, yeah, okay, we've had enough. Right? But yours, just massive. Uh, massively funny. <laughs> really entertaining. Very
2: um, no, kind of you. Mm.
1: But. So, like I said, t- we just went for full-on laughs. It worked. It, it, it worked so well. Um, questionable and light. <laughs> I don't even fully remember what it was.
0: <laughs> well, um, so today, what we're going to talk about, uh, which I think is quite interesting for you, uh, mm. is this this uh, uh, issue you have uh, with the writing, in the sense that. You all lay every day work and write at work, Mm -hmm. and so when you're done, you don't want to write anything.
1: No, absolutely. Yeah, Um, yeah. I spend sort of seven to eight hours a day, five days a week,
0: writing. Writing and coding is what I do. Um, Is that so? So, do you write and code, or do you write coding? I misheard you.
1: So I write the content for the site mm. and I also write, write the code mm. that supports it and displays it. Sure. Um, so, yeah, by the end of six to seven hours of that, mm. uh, my brain is absolutely exhausted and I, I don't really particularly want to look at screens very
0: much, let alone sit and write. Sure. I mean, does writing on, outside of a screen, like on paper, is that even yeah, remotely? I that.
2: Um,
1: thanks to the modern world and how little I write, my hand cramps in about two minutes. (laughs) Oh no, that's terrible. I know, isn't it bad?
0: Oh, that's so sad. So, so, correct me if I'm wrong then, writing on paper is actually fine, but the cramp is what stops you. Um,
1: I I honestly don't know if it would be fine. Really? Um, I I think the brain at that point has pretty much shut down. The cramp is a a side issue that doesn't help really um but it's it is so hard to get back in gear um so and and think in that
0: in that way in the way of what trying to write fiction but
1: yeah yeah writing fiction
0: so okay you you have these two types of writing that you do at your work let's Mm -hmm. take each one at a time so let's start with coding what exactly is your coding thing that you do so
1: coding is all like really basic html coding right um, So yeah. it's literally just it controls how the content appears on the site right um the probably the biggest downside to that is it's very repetitive yes and it is very
2: boring yeah
0: yeah and i'm, I'm guessing it's kind of difficult right because um, there's an ana- there's a sort of analytical approach to it because mm-hmm. you aren't seeing the final final product, right? You have to go in, change the, the sheet music, as it were, and then you have yeah. to... So you keep, you're constantly like not looking at the thing that you're fixing until it's yes, done? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Is that right? So, and, and you can have situations mm-hmm. where the simplest thing has right. broken an entire page and you'll have to go through a whole page's worth of code to find one error. It fixes everything.
0: So, I mean, this doesn't sound like fiction writing, right? So what is this? What's this aspect of coding that's sort of like killing that desire to write?
1: I think it's probably more to do with the, the sort of the planning stage of writing. It
0: is the it's the an analytical approach, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I thought. As that, you say. That's what I thought based on what you were saying. I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. So you just don't want to analyze anything afterwards. No no you just don't want to break because you'd be you, doing the same thing to your own story right you're breaking it apart yeah. looking at exactly. the coding of your story and like i just don't want to deal with that
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah totally. ah. so have you thought about instead of doing the coding aspect of writing what about just the the pros just writing prose? Uh,
1: i have tried that and? um and i tend to find that i will get a couple of hours out of myself out of push that's like on a good day mm. um but it'll have no real direction because i'm not doing the the planning and the analytical side of it right it is just prose yeah it's just like stream of consciousness type stuff yeah um what's wrong with that but then I'll, i will look back at it and it's it's just not going anywhere interesting and so and therefore i've got no drive to take but, it any further interesting I've got a a bunch of documents on my Google Drive that are just literally like maybe two pages of the start of something that I have just never gone back to because it's just, there's nothing really to it.
0: Right. When you say there's nothing really to it, do you mean, when you you look at that and you go, okay, I'm going to look at this with the eye of going back to this, Mm -hmm. what is it that's not there? that you feel you need why can't you just stream of consciousness again straight off the wherever you stopped carry on again and just see where it goes what's stopping you it'll, from just doing it a second time
1: it'll partly be because i'm in a different mood i'm in a different place in my head right so there'll be a, like a disconnection between what i had written in that big stream of consciousness yeah and what I'm, and the kind of headspace i'm currently in that's fascinating yeah so it's really hard to get to to remember what I was thinking at the time and get back into it, it and it, have the drive to carry it on.
0: It's really hard, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Uh, really whereas, hard. you know, it, it, in a perfect world, this would be stuff that I had already planned out. I would know, you know, what my themes were going to be, what emotions I wanted to tap into for this, mm-hmm. where it was going. But I don't have any of that. So it's, it's like jumping back into it completely blind.
0: I see. Let's see and so I'm just I'm just trying to think like so you, you'll start you'll start something in a stream of consciousness kind of way mm-hmm. and then you stop because I guess you're, you're tired it's yeah whatever for yeah, whatever yeah. reason yeah, steam, steam, yeah you've run out of steam you stop and then you go back and you look at it and you go I can't get back into the frame of mind that mm-hmm. I had when I wrote this bit yeah and because I don't know where it was going and I don't have any idea of where it was going I, you can't motivate yourself to try and continue it. It just feels like it's go- come and it's gone. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yes. Very much see. that. And then, the, and then, this is where the coding problem kicks in because now you don't have anything in you left to analyze where you were going with your stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so this thing that you sort of generated, sort of almost ex nihilo. You look at it, it's nice, and then the last thing you want to do to it is unpack it.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, but you have to unpack it so you can continue writing it. Because you can't continue writing unless you've unpacked it, so you end up in this <laughs> weird thing. And then when you start another one, do you just try different stream of consciousness things? Do you just start a different a whole other what thing? Yeah, generally speaking, yeah. Interesting. How long are these things, by the way?
1: Um they're normally page and a half, two pages at it sometimes, sometimes a bit longer it very much depends wow. um but i would say most of them are a couple of pages
0: these are sketches
2: yes
1: these except for they're not because
0: they don't have any no any no mean bones to them i i mean the the the, the sketches in the sense that uh, in, um it's uh, in the way that an artist would i think i think these sound wonderful i'm gonna be mm. honest i love the sound of these i, I i'd love to read them I can dig a few out and send them to you. I'd love sure to. I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to somewhere. read them like a page and a half stream of consciousness writing. That's a lovely yeah. thing. You could you could take a bunch of those and assemble them into a little short book and self-publish it. You really could, like an anthology thing. Yeah, the problem is that they don't.
1: They dissatisfy satisfy me because they have no ending. They have like a, a lot of times they will just stop.
0: Yeah, I, I could see that, but I I guess it's the same principle as a uh, safari, so goody, right? As Jungle Wars, you you stack them high, you sell them low, like <laughs> yeah. But it's it, but instead of com- but instead of comedy, it's not comedy. That's all. It's just you're not trying to get laughs. It's just poignancy. <laughs> it's like poetry. Yeah, but in prose form. I mean, I don't know what the subject matter is in your work, but I I. I totally am vibing with the idea of this. I really like it. Like, well, I, I will send you some and see if you still vibe. Yeah, I didn't know that you were doing these little streams. I, I love that because I, <laughs> I, I can't do that. I can't do it. No? No. no, I find it too difficult to just stream of con... like When I do stream of consciousness, it's because I've done lots of prepar... preparatory work in advance. Mm. Like, even if it's just ruminating in my head, like as I go for a walk or something, I just think about it over and over. So when I sit down to improvise, I've got so much stuff there. you know, like how... So, so for those who don't know, Jason and I, when we were at theatre, we used to do a lot of uh, improv together. And we did Whose Line mm. Is It Anyway type games, right? I was <laughs> yes, thinking about that. The yeah, other day, and one of the things that we did with those Whose Line games is we would practice the... We, wouldn't, we, we didn't need to prepare any specific gags, but if we practice the... The, the the mode, the 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 form yeah. of a sketch of a game. Uh for example if we're doing interviewer, that, that sketch, one of us is interviewing, the other one's being interviewed, uh you know who the best interviewer is and who the best interviewee is. And mm-hmm. you always put them together. No matter what you give them, it'll work because they inherently know how to build the thing. And uh we had a couple I can't what what we good at? I'm trying to remember
1: oh jeez um, were we good I know me and Luke were very well in fact no you were as well it was me and Luke and you and Duncan it was the one where you would act out a scene oh
0: yeah R- R- replay action replay
1: wasn't it we wouldn't be able to hear what you were saying that's right we could only see you yes we would then repeat the scene and basically fill in the blanks
0: yeah we'd have to, yeah that was it so uh i, I and it only worked uh, that yes that way round. it only worked that way around it was so funny we would do we would be given a scene we'd acted out properly with dialogue and physical actions and all jason and luke can do is see us they can't hear us then they have mm-hmm. to come on, on stage and do the exact same sketch with, with all the same movements but they have no idea what we were talking about and they have to come up with a context that makes sense of the actions. And it was amazing. I do remember one we were good at, the two of us. We were good at yes, let's. Which Sorry, which one? Yes, let's.
1: Yes, let's. No, way. Yes,
0: yeah. we were. That was one where uh, we would be given audience suggestions of uh, like scenes or concepts and we'd have them in our pockets without knowing what they were. Mm-hmm. And the idea is at some point in the sketch, one of us would pull one out and we'd read it, and the other one would have to go, yes, let's, as in, like, that's the thing we have to do now. And yeah. I, I remember we were good at that, there was that whole American football thing where you were my coach. Yes,
2: of course. And yeah, I was I like, remember.
0: I don't know much about American football, and it's clear you don't either. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I, I bring that up, that all that improv stuff, is all that preparatory work in improv allowed me to do all the stream of consciousness stuff, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: if you just asked me to do improv without any sort of foundation, I, I can't do it um so the idea that you can just sit down and stream of consciousness something and without planning because you can't plan because of all the coding work you've been doing yeah i think that's fantastic, I think that's fantastic.
1: so the way i used to write when i wasn't quite so exhausted all the time mm. was i would stream of consciousness a chunk mm. and then sort of <clears throat> work back from there and plan what i wanted mm. So the stream of consciousness was always the starting point for me really and it would yeah it would normally I would, I would do a bit about like the main character doing whatever it is sort of in my mind typified that character
2: oh. so if i was writing
1: a, a fantasy okay and he was a mighty warrior it okay. would be about him having a fight mm. and that would be kind of like my touchstone for the rest of it right and that would always be how I got myself into And then I would go ahead and plan. That's interesting.
0: I, I, I love doing that too. I love sitting down and just imagining the character getting out of bed, their commute, their mm. day, and all that stuff. Um, I, I mean, no joke, I did that in my head for Darth Vader as a writing exercise. <laughs> just Excellent. like, what's Darth Vader's day like? Like when he doesn't have to crush the rebellion, you know? What's it like? I find that really fascinating. But in that case, you know, I've already got Darth Vader and the world. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't do it just like I'm just going to start building it and see where it goes. I've got. I've got a world and a character first. Um. And that's fascinating that you can do this. Um. I. Uh. I. I wonder if you're putting too much pressure on yourself to plan when that's not happening. I mean, We're certainly putting too much pressure on myself. That's... There's. There's. A, there's another episode that I've recorded with the uh, uh, Shannon O'Neill, and she's talking about process and how mm. you have to recognise your process. It. You you can't copy someone else's process. Like everyone's trying to build a chair, but how you build the chair is less important. If that makes sense. Like if if you sure. if, if you find building a chair works for you during the daytime, or rather you're a night owl, like it doesn't matter. It's still a chair, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder if because of Luke and myself, you've put yourself in a bizarre position where you feel like you know, like you're a- trying to ape our process, and it's not it's not yours, and it's holding you back. That's,
1: yeah, I mean that's entirely possible. I also I'm very aware that I put a lot of, a lot of expectations on myself, yeah, and then I over, uh, I judge myself overly harshly based on those expectations. Interesting,
2: yeah.
1: Um, so, for example, I was writing something a little while ago, yeah, um, and I, I desperately wanted to, as I'm sure all writers do, avoid cliches, right? Um, and then I found that I was just in a spiral where I was. I was judging every tiny little bit of the story and assuming it was a cliche. And now we're like, okay, so it's a cliche. So I will subvert that. I'll change it in this way. Right. And then every, every time I changed it, I was like, that's such a cliche way of changing the cliche. Right. Right. And I would just judge everything I did as a cliche.
0: Yeah. I mean, until
1: I literally rid myself into hating the bit I was writing and not wanting to work on it anymore.
0: That's terrible. Mm. I mean, this stream of consciousness approach seems to to work with you. I mean, you write lyrics, right, for, yes, to, for your yeah. band, uh, and you told me that <laughs> you don't feel this way about music, right? Music's considerably no. less cerebral in that sense. You, the coding stuff yeah. doesn't affect your music. Your music is always sort of, I guess, stream of consciousness, right?
1: Very much so. Um, it also helps that, I guess in a way, writing the lyrics is almost a uh, like a duo or a group writing experience right because i will write the lyrics but i don't write the main music right so what i will tend to do is i will have an idea for a song yeah i will stream of consciousness the lyrics out possibly go back
0: through oh, and oh, tweak them hold on when you say you have an idea for a song do yeah. you mean you have a, a, a thematic idea
2: yeah okay yeah.
0: okay so then you go um, and tweak them right
1: yeah string it all out right. go through and tweak it just for like again with a song it's very with lyrics sorry it's very easy to go through and, and see where the rhythms don't work and where words are too long or too short but or, if it's just a thematic so idea, work.
0: if it's just a thematic idea how yeah. do you know what the rhythm is because you don't have any tempo you don't have the music
1: uh you or I should I say I don't know how other people do it. Mm. Um, I will base it off just how it's. How can I explain it? Uh, it's, it's how the sentence runs in my head, or the line runs in my head, and then okay. compare it to the ones around it. So it,
2: it when builds you, its
0: own sort of rhythm. So the it, the rhythm is literally just a sort of a pitter patter. Exactly. But it's not up and down. There's no up and down to it. There's no okay. Interesting. Interesting. But then what will happen is
1: uh we'll go to the band and somebody else in the band will have written a piece of music mm-hmm. normally they'll just be at rehearsal playing something that they had written just sort of noodling around on it mm-hmm. and it will spark in my head i'll think oh i wrote some lyrics the other day that will fit this sure, at least okay. we'll begin to fit this right um and then generally we have to tweak them a bit more to make them actually fit the tune Uh Um, so bits might get cut out, rearranged a little bit. I see.
0: And so you stream of consciousness the lyrics, right? Pretty much, yeah.
1: But then... Uh, Back in the the day in my old band, um, I would literally, while we were at rehearsal, people would be playing something, I would literally stop playing and go grab a pen and just start writing lyrics to whatever they were playing. Right. Uh... Yeah, it tends to be a bit easier with lyrics, I guess for a start. You need less of them.
0: Well, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, you put yourself down there by saying, you know, you can do it because it's easier. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like I can't write lyrics at all. Um, I can't do it at all. Um, when it comes to rhyming and things, I'm, I'm not. I mean, you remember when we used to do the song games? The the joke was (laughs) I wasn't good at them, right? But that was what made them (laughs) funny—that I would try and I would fail.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. So I, I think you're being unfair to yourself. But so you pick an emotion and an idea, you just tap into it, and there's no real yeah. need for structure. You can just stream it. <coughs> yeah, pretty much
1: that. Yeah. Mm. Um, getting—I'd say, excuse me—I say getting the like the, well, the emotional bond mm. is probably the most important bit. Really. Yeah, particularly. Particularly if I'm writing lyrics while music is happening. Hmm. I need to be able to tap into whatever emotional state the music is
0: in. Is that true for your stream of consciousness prose writing?
1: Uh, Stream of consciousness prose writing is thoroughly based on the emotional state that
2: I'm in, I would say.
0: There you go. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, I've messed you up by by being by being too analytical for you, and like, you picked that <laughs> up man, because you're, if Please you're very do not take the blame for this. No, but if you're very emotionally driven, no wonder you, you have these sort of moments where yeah, it just makes sense to me why you have trouble analyzing and doing stuff, and yet you, you have this feeling like you're supposed to, and I think maybe this obligate this obligatory feeling that you have is down. In part to me being around you, but you, well, really, good way, then. you really now <laughs> you really <laughs> you really don't need to be analytical like this, or, or at least it's not that you don't need to be analytical at all. You just don't need to feel like you have to in order for it to be something that you're working on. You can just shut it off for a bit. It's not a big deal. Yeah. What?
2: I think it's it's difficult
1: to though, isn't it? Like, it, it, yeah,
0: it regardless is. Regardless
1: of of whether or not it's anything to do with the way you are.
0: Well, I mean, I I can understand it's difficult to turn it off if it's something the way you think and the way you are. But that's not. I'm not talking about turning off the desire to be analytical. I'm turning off. I'm talking about like this sense of, of obligation, as if like you have to do it before you can do the next bit. And I just mm. feel like you. That's just not true, and you don't have to do it that way. You can, you can build as much of a tale as you want without ever once thinking about it. And then, I mean, yeah, I, I think that this approach that you have, that makes you be able to generate to write, which is you have an emotion and you tap into it, and you stream of consciousness. I think it's a shame if, the sense that you need to analyze it, um, is stopping you from carrying
2: on yeah i mean i think
1: i think the desire to analyze it is is probably very much to do with i'm not gonna say you but i think we were learning a lot about writing at the same time yeah the same sources.
0: i think it's me i'm gonna i'm gonna feel I, a bit I bad about this say that. i'm gonna feel a bit bad about this because i should have picked up on this um <laughs> i should have picked up on this um Okay, let's change tactic for a second. So the other sure. thing that you do for your job is you, the mm. other writing that you do, which is, yes. is it marketing-based? Uh, I mean,
1: what it technically is, is it is search engine optimization. Okay. So we are i am writing a page with the view that A, it will give information to the customer. Uh, B, it will hopefully convince them to buy a product. So there is an element of marketing to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, And C, the search engines will read the page, pick out key phrases, and decide that we should be higher up in the rankings, the search results. So when you search for a particular product, theoretically, if I've done my job correctly, our page will be number one. Right.
0: And obviously, the
1: higher up the the results you are, the more people click on your page.
0: Yeah, okay. So... So what is it about that part of your job that kills your mood? Like, where's the clash?
1: That part of the job is... Part of it is that um, while I'm writing about a variety of products, when you boil it right down, I'm only writing about a handful of products, just different iterations of the same thing. Right. So I spend a lot of my day figuring out different ways to say the same things right so it's quite a lot of i guess like it's
0: it's quite a lot of mental gymnastics i i'm i'm guessing it's exhausting your vocabulary
2: yeah to a degree it certainly is
0: right i mean you're um, you're trying to find lots of different words to express the same thing again and again and again so you yeah. can trick the algorithm right yeah
1: yeah because if all of our pages had all the same phrases and you just edited the name of the product,
0: Yeah, that wouldn't work. And I'm guessing that means when you sit down to write prose, the last thing you want to ask yourself is how the fuck do I describe a stormy night? <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah?
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: When I sit down to write prose, I just want to say it was a stormy night.
0: Right. And so that... Right. So the coding is killing your ability to analyse your work. And yeah. the writing is killing your your ability to basically play with words.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's, probably, that's a good way of putting it. So one, one stops you wanting to do the work and the other one wants to stop you doing the play. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, no wonder that. No wonder it's just, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, yeah, no wonder. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, a friend of mine, uh, Mike, who hopefully I'll get on this podcast as well, he sent me a pitch uh, for a comic he's writing on. Uh, writing and mm-hmm. i i, I can I won't tell obviously what the, the pitch was yeah. but um <laughs> he had this pitch and he goes like I was just thinking like you know what if it was blah plus blah and I said yeah. that sounds amazing and you should go you know you should go for, you should really play around and experiment like make a list of all the blahs that you can think of and <laughs> like really cast the net wide like doesn't batman count doesn't this character count like take these characters and own them and like turn them into yours and he goes Oh yeah, I guess, yeah, you're right, I could sort of make a genre research list. No. Don't make a genre research. Play with your toys. Pick up your toys and play (laughs) with them, right? And it's it's true, like there is a an aspect of writing, the fun of it is in the playing. Like you play with things, right? You play with your vocabulary. And so if this is also makes a lot of sense. Um I tell you sorry, I've just had a thought
1: occur to me. Gone. One of the fears in not avoiding the analytical stuff, mm-hmm. but scaling it back, mm-hmm. is the idea that, okay, so let's posit, I, I do my stream consciousness, I manage to turn it into a full story. Right. I do a bit of analytical work, make sure it's
2: okay. happy with the way it's What's a full story in
0: your mind? What's a full story? Beginning, middle, and an end. Uh, how many pages is that like 100 200 pages i i, I would say probably 300 plus okay it, you couldn't have a full story that's shorter than that i i don't
1: know yes you can technically yep. you can
0: go on don't go on. know if i could write one but, uh well you see you seem to be writing nothing but maybe you should ease up on yourself <laughs> but carry on okay carry on
1: the mantra for my life is maybe I should ease up on myself. Yeah,
0: that's true. I just don't.
1: <laughs> um, so, uh, where was I? Uh, right, so let's assume we do this. Yes. Um, I scale back the analyticals a, a little bit to just you know let my creativity flow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My fear is that then it goes out to people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they analyze it to the degree I should have done. Right. find out all the horrible holes in it.
0: But isn't that the point of readers?
1: No. What's the point of readers? The point of readers is to enjoy your story because you've done it well.
0: No, no, I don't mean your audience.
1: I don't oh, mean oh, sorry. you mean readers I, as in yeah. hey read my thing before I publish it.
0: Yeah, like you you would send me you and Luke would send me your scripts for your 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 band stories and stuff and I'd read them. I mean yeah. isn't the point of me reading them first, or someone like me reading them first, is to help iron out those problems?
2: Yeah, Isn't that
0: the point of an editor? But... Mm.
1: My fear is that I would take that very badly and
0: never go back to it. Ah, I can understand that. I'm
1: genuinely scared of sending out anything that's not as perfect as I can make it. And the problem is... Interesting. There is no
2: measure for that.
0: Well, I mean, I have a measure for it. It's a pretty good one, mm-hmm. I think. It's simply this: you're at an impasse. Doesn't matter why. Um, it's it, you. You don't know how to make it better, um, or making it better is somehow it, you. You. You don't want to. Like it, 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 there's just something like it's not finished. It's not ready. It's not good. But I don't want to touch it anymore. And that, to me, that's that's an impasse, right? And that's when yeah. I start pitching it. That's when I would start sending it to people, because it's the only way to get it out of your head. It's it's like a, it's a yeah. block. It's 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 this. It's like everything's wedged in the door, and it, nothing's going to come out because you, you put everything there. You need you need someone else just to take a look at it, and they go, "Oh, that's pretty easy to clean up," and then it it works.
1: Yeah, I think my fear is that I would send someone and go, "That is a dumpster fire." Well. If someone's going to tell which you, which is silly, because frankly, none of my, none of the people I was sending to would ever say
0: anything that, like that. Exactly, no but one. that like doesn't
2: stop the fear.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't rule you. I mean, I remember when you guys sent me uh, one of your, uh, I think it was a pilot to, to one of the, one of the version of your sitcom, and I just, mm. I said like, okay, and it was only a page you sent me. It was a page synopsis because that's that was it. And I said, okay, yeah. it's not really working, it's not reset, really but the end I get a proper laugh. Like you got a proper laugh enemy with one page, no gags, no nothing, and I still laughed. It's funny.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, I, I remember telling you, like, it's funny, even though the rest of the you know, the beginning needs work and you need to set it up, like you've got it. It's, it you got it, you got the hard bit done. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. but anyway, okay, so It's So, we mentioned this a bit, and it seems now's a good time to get to it. So, it seems when you're most productive is when you're part of a duo. Yes. Right? So, you you write a lot with Luke, but you also work Mm -hmm. with your band.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, we Mm -hmm. we also wrote stuff together. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did. I remember uh, I would task you with research, and -hmm. you'd go off and you'd come back with this incredibly i mean it's funny that you say you know you have this issue with analyzing because you come back with this great amount of research every time and it was really methodical and stuff like this is brilliant i can relax <laughs> <laughs> i can relax because i know jason's got this bit of the slack and this is great yeah. um it's so i i remember uh running with you and that that was that was definitely a thing like Although I think I had a different job then, so that's true. Um but you yeah. write you write with duos. You write in, pe- in with teams, yeah. so you, what's that like? Um uh, in a lot
1: of ways a lot easier. Is it um because, in, yeah, because I mean just on a base level you're sharing the load.
0: Yeah. So like if yeah, you don't if you don't want to analyze Do you find it like do you find like, for example, when you're running with Luke, out of the two of you, who's the more analytical one? Luke right and out of the two and out of the two of you which which one of the two of you is the one that finds it the easiest to just sort of producing material for the other one to analyze
2: um
0: see i don't know if it's me interesting i wonder what he would say if i asked him you should ask him yeah and um what about the band now the band you write the lyrics they come up with the music yeah so they come up with the structure Generally speaking, yeah. So you play and produce... I mean, you play with the the, the lyrics, produce. Yeah. And then they analyse it structurally.
2: Yes.
1: So it's... Yeah, with our previous uh, lead singer, Hmm. it was... um, I would say it was probably
2: 50-50. Really?
1: Yeah, maybe... Maybe 60-40 on her side of things. Hmm. Um, But we have recently changed singer uh, and he has said to me, basically, I, I don't write lyrics. Right. He can write melodies, mm-hmm. but he doesn't write lyrics. I see. So that will put a lot more of the onus on me to write the lyrics. But he's very prolific at music. so That's great.
0: So, I mean, it seems like you, can, you absolutely can do that stream of consciousness thing that you're able to do, and you don't have to analyse it yes. because someone else is going to do that bit. Yes. And yeah. in that situation, it doesn't bother you. That someone else is doing the analysing you didn't do. That's true. Why is that?
1: But that is somebody who is working with me. That's not an end user.
0: It, because it's collaborative. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So if it's collaborative, you don't mind being judged. Sure. Yes. You're not scared of people having a go at you <laughs> if it's if you're no. in the writer's room, right? You don't. No, that doesn't. Work. It's, it's not. It's not done. Yeah. It's not finished. This is only a solo project. Yeah. You you once you once mentioned that you, as a result when I first broached doing this with you, you mm. said you feel like half a writer. Yes, is that true?
2: Yes, yeah, thoroughly.
0: Because of this,
1: um, yeah, I have always, I say always, since writing with Luke, mm. I have always been of the impression that he was the. Uh, this is going to sound like I'm fishing. I'm mm. not. I've always assumed he was the more talented of the two of us. Yeah, and the workhorse of the two of us. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, um, I, I, I can t- I can tell you he might be the workhorse. That might be true. Um, but you know, he's talented in certain things. But I I can tell you, I've never once read Luke's prose and gone been impressed. Wow. I, I, not because he's bad. <laughs> I don't mean that's not a that's not a knock on Luke. Like Luke doesn't typically write prose. As you pointed no, it out, he typically true. writes dialogue, right? Yeah. And he writes events like his and plays and stuff. But I mean, prose, novel prose. It's not something he does. Yeah.
1: Uh, and indeed, he also writes most of the lyrics for his band,
0: if he, not all. And they are he does fantastic exactly. And he writes the music too. Yeah. So he's yeah he's very talented and he's very good at those things. But when it comes to prose, I know I can't write like prose writing. I can't do it. Um, it. I find it way too hard. Um, because I just want to put a picture. <laughs>
2: my, <laughs> my,
0: my instinct is comics. I just want to put a picture there. Um, but you can write prose. You're very good mm-hmm. at it. So I, I, and I, I think Luke would agree with me. <laughs> like, so I don't think you should be that hard on yourself. I really don't. Um, but I, I actually I do know that's how you feel, because that's how I've noticed over the 20 years we've known each other. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: I think a lot of it stems from the fact that when me and Luke were doing, I would say probably our sort of our heaviest writing sessions, mm. um, his job was a little bit more, um, it was easier for him to work around it. Right. Basically, he had a little bit more time outside of work hours. Right, yeah. Um, and therefore, he would say to me, oh, we've got to do this, this for the writing. I will do it in preparation for our next session. Right. So, generally speaking, it, it would be easy for me to feel like he was doing the most of the work
2: because he was doing most of the
0: work. Yeah. But then, as I said, when we were writing together, you'd go off and you do all this research. I mean, you you did all this research on um, band stories and you shared it with me. And I, yeah. I took a look at it and I did a little bit of study and I'm like... You know, they you thought of something I hadn't thought of and it helped solve the problem I was having. Um mm-hmm. so it's 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 funny because I've always thought like of you as this per- like I, I had I you know when we did the, the- when we were in the theatres everyone everyone wanted to be like a professional creative person. You
2: know? <laughs> yes, that was everyone did and, yeah, yeah, and, I,
0: and I noticed that there were certain people who wouldn't do it. They just won't yeah. put the effort in. I won't name names because it's not fair. But mm. there are people who wouldn't put the effort in. Luke always put the effort in, and you would too, if if like you weren't in the mood that <laughs> it seems
2: you're stuck in now. Which
0: is <laughs> I'm half a writer mood. But like, yeah. if you weren't feeling bad on yourself, if you weren't being harsh on yourself. You like you were one of the core people in the theatre group. Like you, you know, you were the one who was putting things, and now even you're in a band and everything. Like you're constantly doing this stuff. So this idea that you think other people put more effort into you, I think, is the only reason you don't put as much work in. <laughs> like that's the irony of it. That's the catch twenty two. <laughs> you put a lot of work into it all the time. Um, it's funny how you look at yourself, right?
2: Yes, I'm it's sure. Funny's a word. I'm I don't sure know if it's a funny right word.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean if I am sure if I was if it was the other way around and I was being interviewed it would be the same thing my view of myself is not the view other people have right
2: I
1: don't know if this is uh, just a creative thing it's weird being a creative you're expected to have a lot of arrogance because how else would you have the confidence to put all this stuff out yes yeah. like, there has to be an element of arrogance to thinking I've written a story and 40 million people want to read it <laughs> like You have to be a bit arrogant, but equally we appear to be all absolutely crippled with anxiety.
0: Well, that is the point of this entire series. (laughs) So I I, I really appreciate you taking the time to be this vulnerable about it. I really appreciate it. I think a lot of people, I I tell you, out of the people I talk to and consult with and stuff, way, Mm. way more people are thinking the way you think yeah i think that's
1: the other thing isn't it's very easy to assume yeah that you're the only one yeah that feels this way as as with many yep
0: aspects of life yeah yeah um yeah uh this, i mean this is i mean this is the thing when you when you interview someone who has sort of made it or is making it as they say you mm. know, um people who are starting out they can't they can't connect it um yeah but, but then people like yourself and myself we don't get interviewed because we have we haven't made it right but the reality yeah. is we are way way more like the majority of writers out there than the people who get interviewed that's the irony mm-hmm. yeah so i really i really appreciate this this is this has been great jason thank you so much you are welcome and um, yeah we'll talk soon i want to read your stuff
1: Okay, I will dig some of that out
0: and send it to you. I promise. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Basim Story, and other ways to find and support this podcast can be found in this episode's description. Jazakallah.